Hello and welcome to apartment 29A. I'm Shosh. And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week we are drinking British breakfast tea from the Republic of Tea while we discuss the podcast Flights of Fantasy, their Multiverse Theories Part 3 episode for Sarah J. Moss's Multiverse. Then we're going to discuss some books that we have read recently. That's books plural. We're going to talk about Cherish by Tracy Wolf, Cackle by Rachel Harrison, and Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. And we'll end with things we can't stop thinking about this week, which are the, which is, I guess you'd say, the holiday season. Are the holidays? Is the season? English. It's really frustrating. <laughs> what do you think of this tea, Shosh? It's good. I mean, it's a nice black breakfast tea, so I don't have too much to say about it because it's kind of just a standard tea, but it is nice. And we haven't done a lot of Republic of Tea recently, but for anyone that's been listening for a while, you would know that there's usually a trend that they're not very strong. And that is, I don't think, the case for this one because I didn't leave the bag in very long because I was in a hurry and it's pretty strong. So I think you know, contrary to our previous experience, <laughs> this one is more of what you would expect for a tea bag. But it's a nice, it's a nice breakfast tea. So no complaints at all. Yeah, and I second that. I did leave the bag in because it is a Republic of Tea and I can tell you it is plenty strong. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let's take this tea bag out. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> but at least it's one where it's not so bad if it's strong. Oh, no. No, I mean, it's... Who doesn't? Just... Well, I'm sure there are people who don't want their black tea to be strong, but I like strong coffee, strong tea. You've just made yourself a cup of builder's tea. Mm-hmm. That's a Britishism. <laughs> when it's there really it strong, supposedly, like, the spoon will just sand up in it, and it's builder's tea. Oh, yeah. I don't so. think I made it quite that strong, but it, it's working its way up to builder's tea, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> nice. All right, shall we talk about this Flights of Fantasy podcast? Yes. So this is, as I said, about Sarah J. Moss. So if you haven't read her books and you don't like spoilers, this series or this conversation just may not make a lot of sense. Uh, While most of the conversation we're about to have is actually, I don't know, guesses. So it's not like... There's no way to know for sure. Spoilers. Um, that said, we're going to talk about things that have happened in the books that would lead us to believe that things are going to happen in a specific way. So, could be spoilers. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the podcast would appreciate that we're providing that spoiler alert. Definitely. I feel like you kind of have to. Yeah. This is another one that I found when I was searching for a fourth wing podcast and at the time I found several and we just picked the one that looked I guess the best at the time and but I had followed them just so they would be you know in my feed when I found them because I wasn't sure which one we were going to listen to and then randomly the newest episode popped up and it was Sarah J Moss theories and I was like huh wonder what that's all about I guess I'll just give it a listen. And then I'm really glad that I did because I was way into it. And I was like, Megan, please listen to this podcast. So then we decided to talk about it today. Yes, it is so fun to think about how 
Sarah J. Moss is going to make all of her books work into one multiverse. And I th- like the theories that are provided in this podcast make it like not just fascinating, but like seamless, like so well done. Like this is restarting Star Trek in a way where the characters are the same, but they play different roles. Impressive. I am so excited. You know, because I was listening to it. I mean, okay, so we've all, if you're a fan of Sarah J. Moss and you've been reading this whole, you know, amazing, like, book series that she's been putting together, they're technically three different series. And you feel like they're all converging. And then more recently, you know that they're converging, but you still don't, because it hasn't quite happened yet, know, like, how it's going to work out. So we've all been waiting for it. And thinking it's going to happen and I don't know but the way that these theories came through in the podcast which again I don't know if any of them are will pan out but they've really done some research and it really makes you feel like she is just like I don't even know how to describe it just brilliant and has had this planned out in a way that we cannot even understand because Mm -hmm. there are too many things that could be like crossing over and like the planning and everything for this Mm -hmm. it just makes you think like how long has she had this world planned how much time went into it how many of those like mega boards with the strings everywhere are there I just (laughs) I can't I can't even understand how she can create this really I feel like there Mm -hmm. must be holes somewhere but there I don't think there are it's all just like perfect (laughs) yes Yes, I love it. And like, I want to talk to Sarah J. Moss, Mass, particularly about Reese, because I feel like he ends up being the character that has maybe like inspired all of the connections in large part because he is the character who shows, who has thus far essentially shown up in all three series. Uh, so you get a very small glimpse of him at the very end. Is it Kingdom of Ashes at the last book? think so at the very end Um, of the throne of glass series i think it is kingdom of ash i think that's the last one and he he shows up just like a there's just a glimmer of him but he's there and then you know he's gonna be in this uh crescent city and so i just want to know if like because he also like she has she wrote a court of thorns and roses in such a way that like yes you you can see if you go back you can see all of reese's I don't know, tendrils or impacts. But if you just read that book the first time and you have no clue, like you think that Tamlin is going to be the end all and you like, it's so well written, but he is just like the sneaky character that's in all of them. And I want to know. Well, not only that, I just feel like in some ways he's the favorite character of like everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he shows up in other places too. I mean, granted, I don't, actually know for sure but you know we were talking about fourth wing and iron flame and i was sort of thinking and asking do you think race you know influenced influenced zayden at all and i just feel like he he like pops up in all these different ways Mm -hmm. and places like everywhere and i don't know everybody loves him because how can you not and right yeah just like how did she create such a mega character and i don't know how did she anticipate everything and just get him in so many places even when she didn't mean to i don't know it's right. just really impressive and also i love him so 
it's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, because how can't you? Like you, you realize so, not even so quickly, but like once you realize the depth of his humanity, when what you or when your initial thought was that he was such an a uh, jerk face. <laughs> yes, a jerk face. <laughs> I love it. I was like, what word can I say that's probably appropriate for kids? <laughs> Sorry for parents who don't think that's appropriate, but he, I could You've have said much best. worse. <laughs> <laughs> Which theory stands out the most to you? Well, that's what I was going to say. So I, <sighs> silly stupidly I didn't take any notes when I was listening because I wasn't even sure we were going to do it for this not that I would have necessarily done it anyways but I might have because I was really into it but obviously I just randomly listened to it and then was like Megan you have to hear these theories so I don't remember all of them but yeah, oh no, me the either. one that That's stood why out to the me question the, way the most <laughs> <laughs> but the one that stood out the most and the one that really stuck with me and the one that just like shocked me to my core as I was listening was the one about wondering if essentially all the characters are linked and they're like descendants of each other. Oh yeah, that's a good one. And I was like, what? I mean, I never even would have considered, but I was like, that is crazy. And I don't know if that'll be true. Right. But it was, but it was so interesting. I mean, obviously, because they're all just theories anyways, but it was interesting that she pointed, they pointed out. So the podcast is like three friends talking I think about just all different fantasy books and you know if you're a fantasy fan I feel like you're gonna be in the Sarah J Moss universe um and so they were again they pulled out all these theories and they pointed out that in Throne of Glass everybody has a last name but then in Akatar, you never get a last name and so then they were going back and forth and talking about how they've described them in different ways and how they have similar sort of powers or abilities or things that might link them and how basically the characters might be like descendants of each other and I was like oh my gosh that would be so crazy right that one is a really fun one what about you did you do you actually remember any of them did they stick out to you yeah, so the one that I found the most compelling is the one that explained that essentially these books were written sequentially, but they're also written in certain periods of time, but that in, I can't remember which book, but in one of the books, it actually explains how like time essentially fractured and then came together in a layered format. Yes, yes, so now that, that you're saying this, I'm getting so excited. Yes, and yes, I was I like, about this oh my one. God, that is like, it's so brilliant because it's so subtle when you're reading it and it doesn't affect the book that you are reading at the time, but it explains how you could be descendants and of each other, but have a way once the world like folds in on itself and you have these, you know, wrinkles or layers that then you could still like interact with one another. And I was just like, Oh, that is so brilliant. And oh, <laughs> I, know. I, I totally forgot about that. Obviously, this is a podcast, so you can't see me, but I was freaking out when Megan started talking about it because I had totally forgotten until she started saying. But yes, I loved that. And we're doing an Akatar reread right now. And a lot of that is showing up in what we're reading, especially in Silver Flames. But there were yes. there were little hints of it before that. If you start 
like once you start hearing these theories and also the more that you read them the more you pick up on things I think that Mm -hmm. kind of crosses over or affects different stuff but yes I loved that how they were talking about everything being linear and then folding in on itself to essentially be sort of vertical and then have a tear through it Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my gosh and it does make sense I mean again I don't know if any of these will actually be true because again they're all theories but it does like they did make a very compelling argument especially when you're doing the reread and you're hearing things about how there was like a tear in the world and stuff like that and you know Amarin came through for example and different things and so you're like oh my gosh this could be legitimate Hmm. It is hard when you're listening to this podcast not to just be like, yep, they're right. Like, <laughs> I know, honestly, I feel like they could have convinced me of any of them because they had good research and different things that they pulled from all the books. But I also feel like equally Sarah J. Moss could just surprise it. us <laughs> with anything. Right? I love how these theories help explain how Amarin exists in the world that she exists when it comes to the Akatar series. I am fascinated by the connection to the Kingdom of Ash. Um, well, the Throne of Glass series. Even if like that, like I enjoyed that, but I'm not, I'm just not as attached to those characters as I think a lot of other people are. Like Manon is fine. I don't, I just don't have the attachment that other people do. But I love just what that means like the ability to have written those like little details in that lead us to crescent city and the portals that exist in crescent city and what they can do and where they can go and how that can work oh i just love it i also love i mean it's kind of repeating what we were saying at the beginning but i love that she planned these so well that she's essentially been sprinkling these like breadcrumbs all throughout like I don't even know how many books it's got to be like oh man like 13 14 books or something and then it's not until you get to you know these Crescent City books where all all of a sudden starts coming together and becomes more obvious Mm-hmm. And, but this whole time it's been there and she's just been like giving you these little hints and you really just you didn't know it and then all you're just getting more and more and then you look back and you're like oh my gosh there was so much there staring me in the face the entire time and I didn't know mm-hmm. yeah and like the connection to word keys and what that means like because it meant things in the series so it's a lo- lot I just love the depth that this is bringing like it can mean something to this series of books but then it can mean something to a totally different series of books yes it's same author but yeah it's so great Mm -hmm. so as far as this podcast goes I don't know if it's something I'll listen to all the time I definitely would give it another shot but as far as these theories go, it was super fun because the same as when we were listening to Fantasy Fangirls, they've done all this research that I'm just not really willing to do. <laughs> and so I love that they basically did that for me and gave me all of these fun theories. So this episode in particular, definitely would recommend if you're a Sarah J. Moss fan. But mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'm not saying I wouldn't listen to it. I'll give it another shot, but I'm not sure if I'll listen to it all the time, if that makes sense. Yeah, same. I think it 
I think there's a good chance that I'll listen to a lot of them just because they talk about fantasy books and obviously we like to read those fantasy books. So when the thing comes up and it tells me the title and I'm like, oh, fourth wing. Yeah, I'm probably going to want to listen to that. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, on le- will I go like searching for it? Probably not. Also, I don't know what their normal format is because obviously this was right. fun theories and everything. So I don't really know how the normal podcast goes. And it wasn't bad by any means, but I don't think it was like the the hosts were my favorite of all time. But again, I listened to one episode. So, right. you know, it's not that it was bad by any means. I just, I don't know. It wasn't enough to make me addicted <laughs> and say right. that I have to listen to everything, but they did enough that I would check it out for another book that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. they also have a Patreon and I was like, yeah. what is the deal? All these fantasy things, all these Patreons, I'm like, what's happening? Where have we been? <laughs> yeah. Reading more than just fantasy books. So, yeah. That's Anyways. right. We read all the genres. All the books. All right. Shall I read the description of Cherish? Yes, that would be fabulous. Awesome. So Cherish is the final book in the series by Tracy Wolf. So we have talked about these books multiple times and I'm very excited that they're done even as they did get better and better. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) But it's just funny to say that. All right. So the first book was Crave. Um, This is the Goodreads description. The sensational conclusion to the massive number one New York Times bestselling series. It's been over three months since my friends and I took down Cirrus. Three months where my biggest fear was what paper was due next. But I should have known it was too good to last. Now everything is falling apart. The vampire court has no king. The dragon court has no heart. And the gargoyle court has me, a teenager, in way over her head. And it's the worst possible timing because a threat is brewing just as the circle is collapsing. I have no choice but to return to the Shadow Realm and face the terrifying queen who nearly ended us and make a deal with her to save Mackay. But this time, I'm bringing my powerful friend with me and Hudson. Except something is wrong with him, too. He's definitely keeping a secret, even from me. All I know is that everyone's life hangs in the balance and it's my fault because I still owe the crone a favor. And now she's come to collect. I remember... When I first started reading this book, because there was time between when, we re- between when we read this one and the previous one, that I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? Why are we doing this? Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. And now it's been a little while since we finished this one, and I'm kind of like, what happened? <laughs> oh, I, I remember what happened, but only because the description was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but I definitely am not remembering all of the details, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't honestly feel like I have a lot to say about this one in general. I think partially because it's been a little while since we read it, and partially just the series itself, especially because we've talked about it before. I think the beginning books did just enough to keep us going, but it wasn't like the best thing that we've ever read. And they did get better, for sure. 
And I, in particular, liked the one with Moore Hudson, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think was the book before this. Yes. And I don't regret reading them. Like I said, they did they did enough to keep us interested, but I wouldn't say they were like the best books that I've ever read. I don't know. Yeah, do no, feel? I agree. So we started reading them because they were, well, someone suggested it to us. Oh no, I started reading them because we read them. I was reading them for a book club. That's why. And, uh, but it was also on Kindle Unlimited. So it was free. Um, and the first book had a lot of language that was just unnecessarily AF, overused. AF, yes, AF. over and over. <laughs> so the writing Sorry. was rough. No, but what show should was perfect. <laughs> and then it, the writing did get better. The story got better. The format in the first few books was all the perspective of this girl you've read the perspective I read the perspective to you and uh, she ends up being a gargoyle all these things Um, but the later books you actually get Hudson's perspective who ends up being her romantic partner and uh, yeah it got better at that point Um, and I'm I'm hoping because this is a random aside but fourth wing and iron flame also are all from the female perspective with this one chapter at the end from the partner perspective and i'm hoping that just like in this series particularly because tracy wolf did read and put a blurb on the first book on fourth wing that hopefully this series like fourth wing will also change and we're gonna start to get more of the other perspectives like zayden's perspective will be like half of the next book which isn't coming out until next Christmas. Oh no, there's a date? There's a date, and it's like and December it's next... 1st, 2024. But she's a romance writer, and... But why? <laughs> That's just mean. Yeah, I mean, I think the date could still change, because the original date published was January 1st, 2024, which I am sure was either a mistake or someone like, um, I don't know making that up entirely like I, I never actually saw it on goodreads um but the most recent update had said december 1st so again i don't know how much of that is a placeholder but oh sigh yeah i saw that on instagram about it being january 1st and i was like people this is not real i no mean way. she's a romance writer so they can come out faster than a lot of the other books but i was like that's not real i was like there's no way not only is it just too close like they can't the print run was too big there's no way that they can you know get those like another set of books out especially with all the marketing and everything because it was so gigantic plus she had to do so much promotion and stuff i'm not even sure where the other book is and you're not going to want to compete with Crescent City, I don't think, in January. No. I was literally like, no way. But I didn't Mm-mm. know December. That's just I know. mean. I'm hoping that was still, like, people, like, Goodreads was like, let's just give her a year and then we can change it later. But I, hope, I don't know where those dates come from either. I was so. going to say, I'm hoping more for, like, a June-July time frame. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I mean, I would say if you can, if you want like some easy reading, airplane reading, and you can still get it on Kindle Unlimited, go ahead and read the Crave series. Otherwise, yeah, I 
but I wouldn't go super out of your way. Like if you have a long TBR with lots right. of other things on it, then you wouldn't, I don't think we're missing anything to skip this one. Let's put it that way. It's not yeah, bad, agreed. but there's possibly, not possibly, there are better things you could be reading. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure. All right. Do you want to tell us about Cackle? Yes. So Cackle by Rachel Harrison is a darkly funny, frightening novel about a young woman learning how to take what she wants from a witch who may be too good to be true. From the author of The Return, all her life, Annie has played it safe and nice. After being unceremoniously dumped by her longtime boyfriend, Annie seeks a fresh start. She accepts a teaching position that moves her from Manhattan to a small village upstate. She's stunned by how perfect and picturesque the town is. The people are friendly and warm. Her new apartment is dreamy, too, minus the oddly persistent spider infestation. Then Annie meets Sophie. Beautiful, charming, magnetic Sophie, who takes a special interest in Annie, who wants to be her friend. More importantly, she wants Annie to stop apologizing and start living for herself. That's how Sophie lives. Annie can't help but gravitate towards the self-possessed Sophie, wanting to spend more and more time with her, despite the fact that the rest of the townsfolk seem a little afraid of her. And like... Okay, there are some things. Sophie's appearance is uncanny and ageless. Her mansion is in the middle of the woods feeling a little unearthly, and she does seem to wield a certain power. But she couldn't be, could she? What did you think of Cackle, Shosh? So this is a bit of a spooky read. I'm pretty sure we read this in October towards Halloween so not not, uh, (laughs) the usual type of book that I would pick up but it was fun for something different I didn't like love it or hate it I thought it was fun I thought it was you know a decent read it I didn't have any trouble getting through it 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 wasn't so spooky that I was like afraid or couldn't read it but it was spooky enough that it like it, but it wouldn't have been something I probably would have picked up if you hadn't said let's read it because I mm-hmm. kind of stay away from the spooky if I can so yeah um I hadn't read this author before but again the book was enjoyable enough I kind of the same as what we were just saying for the Crave series I don't think it's something that you definitely like must read but if you're looking for, you know, a slightly spooky-ish Halloween read, it wasn't a bad book by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. I think there's a certain aesthetic for people, like the kind of witchy aesthetic. And I think if that is who you are, this book is great for you. It's not goth. Like a lot of witchy stuff learn like moves into the gothic. And I that's not this book at all. This is not a gothic um realism of any type this is just about the possibility of a witch um and so it's a very cute book i think it's really good for people who you know if you are someone who likes the crystals who is you know drawn to that type of um mysticism i think this is a great book for you it's a great book if you are feeling like you may have some lower self-esteem and you want to look for someone to help you find that self-esteem Otherwise, I think everything Shosh said is absolutely correct. I think the book is cute. I think it's a good Halloween read. 
Uh, I wouldn't go out and search for it. I think it's best to be read at Halloween. And, like, I found the main character quite boring. And <laughs> her boyfriend was the only one who was worse. I was like, he is so dumb. He is awful, yeah. But I think that's so... I think that's a good shout, though. Cute and witchy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely in October. Yeah. That's what that, those are my thoughts, for sure. All, All right, right, you want to finish so, off with Icebreaker? Yes, Icebreaker by Hannah Grace. Uh, the Goodreads description says, Anastasia Allen has worked her entire life for a shot at Team USA, a competitive figure skater since she was five years old, a full college scholarship thanks to her place on the Maple Hill skating team, and a schedule that would make even the most driven person weep. Stussy comes to win. Stasi, excuse me. No exceptions. Nathan Hawkins has never had a problem he couldn't solve. As captain of the Maple Hill Titans, he knows the responsibility of keeping the hockey team on the ice rests on his shoulders. When a misunderstanding results in the two teams sharing a rink, the anesthesia and Anastasia's partner gets hurt in the aftermath, Nate finds himself swapping his stick for tights and one scary coach for an even scarier one. The pair find themselves stuck together in more ways than one, but it's fine. It's fine. Because Anastasia doesn't even like hockey players. Right? I really enjoyed this one. I'm this a big fan. adorable. I know. I'm a big fan of romance books. This one, I feel like, is kind of standard romance. If you have never really gotten into romance and you're wanting to you know sort of start this would be a good one because I feel like it's like I said kind of the the standard formula if you will it has lots of fun characters I really love all the hockey guys hockey romances are great anyways you know it has some drama but they work through it the characters are fun it has some chilies but you know like I said, I feel like if you're just getting into romance or thinking about it, this would be a great, a great start. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering correctly, that there is a second book that's already out in this series. And I'm pretty sure I'm on the waiting list. So I will definitely continue on reading. And yeah, it's super cute. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, same. The third book even has a publication date, but not Ooh. till June 4th of next year um that being said I really love this book like I think I still gave it four stars just because it there's it does follow the sequence that Shosha outlined it is a bit predictable that said it is super easy to read I just wanted to like continue reading it the whole time it is so cute it, it there are parts of it that are certainly not suitable for work so just be aware of the chilies if you are and listening to an audiobook, as I do, sometimes you don't need that to be read out loud. <laughs> yeah, make sure your earbuds are in. That's right. Um, but this is one of those like if you like if you really like when char- when at least one of the characters just knows what they want and goes for it and is always kind of a marshmallow, this is great. Uh, the guy in this is just truly fantastic. I. Yeah, loved him. Yeah, um, and the character and, you're supposed to hate, yes. you equally perfectly Ugh. hate him because yeah. they've done a great job there as well. Yeah. Ugh. But I knew it the whole time. I was like, I of don't course. know exactly yes. how this happened, but I know. But it happened. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So, yes, and I'm also on the wait list for Wildfire is the next yes, book. there we go. So, just came out in October, and uh, yes. We and as far reading. as, yes, for sure. As far as I can remember, I think this is the first book that I've read by this author also, but I would definitely read more first. Yeah, agreed, I'm, same. I'm not looking at my Goodreads, but I'm pretty sure I also gave it four stars. I feel like I used to give lots of romances five stars just because I enjoyed them and they're so easy to read. But now that I've read so many, it's kind of hard to, for me to give a five because, again, a lot of them are just predictable and kind of the same. Like, in a great way. I love them. That is not like a complaint. But it has to be, I don't know, special, I guess, now mm -hmm. for me to give more than like four or four and a half just because I've read so many of them. So don't let that four star deter you if you're yes. at all interested because it's a good read. Exactly. And it, I liked too that it did touch on some issues. You know, they don't mm -hmm. always have to because, you know, romance. So mm -hmm. that, that drama and stuff can happen in any different ways. But this one actually did have some some good discussions and the mm -hmm. characters like I said especially the hockey guys I really enjoyed so mm -hmm. it'll be nice to see the continuing books because I always love when there's series when you get a different book that focuses on a different character in the same world so I'm really looking mm -hmm. forward to that yeah and I can't tell because it doesn't say this is like her debut novel but there's no other books by her on Instagram not Instagram Goodreads Weird. so you would think yeah. it would say debut but right maybe not so i don't know but i am on the mobile version of goodreads which is oftentimes missing things so but shosh tell us about your holidays well in true apartment 29a fashion <laughs> we forgot to say happy hanukkah when we would have needed <laughs> to especially because we rearranged some episodes because we wanted to put out the fourth wing and iron flame stuff sort of you know, at a timely, in a timely manner. So <laughs> we looked back and we would have needed to say it at the end of October. And we were definitely not thinking about Hanukkah at the end of October. So this will be late, but to anybody who celebrates Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. And also, of course, Merry Christmas, but we haven't missed that one yet. <laughs> so right now is actually Hanukkah and tonight will be the first night. So it'll be Ronan's first Hanukkah. It's his whole first holiday season, which is super exciting. Right now, he's wearing super cute bottoms that have a dreidel on the butt. And, yeah. You know, I love it. Tell him to so. spin around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's going to be fun to do all the stuff with him. And, you know, we'll obviously light the candles for the menorah. And we're going to make some latkes. And we're not making donuts, but they're, we're getting some delivered on Monday. So we're going to cheat and get some donuts. So Ooh. that should be fun. And I've wrapped some presents Donut for time. Ronan. But I don't know if he's going to want to unwrap them or not. But hmm. he does like to tear. You know, like if you start a tear on something and let him play with it, he does like to pull apart. So I'm kind of hoping that he's going to dig unwrapping presents. But mm -hmm, might, mm -hmm. might still be a too early. We'll see. We'll see. Unwrapping presents, eating wrapping paper. Same thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we actually got some fun... Um, wrapping paper that was done by the like girl scout brownie troop or whatever Aww. there's one jewish group and they designed a wrapping paper and did it as a fundraiser so we we bought their 
their wrapping paper. And it's really cute because it's got all kinds of pictures that they drew of things for Hanukkah on it. So it's really adorable. And then we probably won't do too much for Christmas. Amir always likes to try to get Chinese food if we can. So we'll see if we can manage that. And it might not be possible, but we're kind of looking into a last minute overnight trip to London because I really like Aww. to take Rodin to see all the Christmas lights. Lights and trees. So, because oh, he loves yeah. the lights. He, like, he's really into the lights. Aww. And London has amazing Christmas lights. So, we're, like I said, I'm not sure we're going to be able to swing it just because I feel like we kind of waited a little bit too long. We sort of were talking mm-hmm. about it, but between sickness in our household and hosting thanksgiving and just all the things that were happening we just have not been able to plan anything so might not be possible but i still really want to try and see if i can work it out because i really want him to see all the lights and the trees yes oh my gosh so what you should do is fly here we have a whole like candy cane lane area it's like neighborhoods of oh yes not Maybe. that London isn't probably still better, but I'm not in London. <laughs> right. Or you could fly here and we could go look at all the lights together. Oh, but that's yeah, impossible but I'd have because to fly my you're entire hosting family. lots of family. <laughs> so maybe next year we can figure one of those out. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Yes. But what about your plans? You have lots of family stuff going on, right? Yes. So starting, I think, the 20th. Um, my in-laws will come in town. They'll be here through the 26th. Um, then my sister-in-law and brother-in-law come in Christmas Eve, and they're going to stay till the 26th. And then actually all my in-laws will go up to my sister-in-laws. And then starting the 23rd, I believe, my parents get to town, and they're going to stay the 23rd through the 30th. And so there, there's that overlap, the 23rd to the 26th, that we will all be here. Um, we've also invited, you know, friends who and cousins who live in town. Uh, so it was, should be a very joyous set of time uh, where we've got a menu set for when they're here, at least for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Um so I think we're having lasagna. So we're doing a vegan lasagna and a veget- and a full-fledged regular meat lasagna, whatever that's called. Um, maybe just lasagna. I, don't know. <laughs> I was going to say lasagna. <laughs> um, so uh, that way everyone's um, food preferences will be taken care of and everyone should get to eat a good, yummy meal. We're really excited. Uh, it's funny that you said you're going to do Chinese food at Christmas only because, because of that, we did Chinese food when we put up our tree. I was like, oh, I feel like good Jewish people. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so amazing. I love it so much. Um, so yeah. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. I am just, I I think I will be a little stressed about it, but I won't be stressed about it until after grading is done and it's still too early. I've like, I have to get through all my grading this week and then I have just a little bit more grading next week. So I can just get through these two weeks of grading. Then I can stress out about whether, like how much cleaning I need to do and what else we need to do and what plans, what what's happening in the area that we could all go and do together. But I just can't, I can't focus on it right now. Definitely, definitely. 
That's 12 papers I was gonna that say, have to be graded today. It's probably going to be tiring and a bit stressful, but it'll also be really fun and really amazing. Sounds like, I think joyous is a good word, like you said, and it's going to be great. Yes, I'm super excited. Is anybody staying with you or just coming over? Sister and brother-in-law are staying with us. Uh, my in-laws have an Airbnb that they found, like, literally in our neighborhood oh, uh, that they love, and they've like, gotten to know the owners. It's super cute. Oh, so this um, is the same one they stayed at before? Because I was thinking, uh-huh. man, they've gotten really lucky finding multiple Airbnbs in your neighborhood. Yeah. I got you. No, it's the same one. I think it's, like, the back part of someone's house, and so they actually get to, like, meet and talk to the people who live in the front part of the house. Uh, but it's really well. It's really nice nicely set up and they've got a lot of like a nice back like porch area Um, but we also have a nice deck so we're hoping for nice weather uh, so that we can have a bit more uh, seating (laughs) and we can use our dining table as like a place to put all the food and then people can sit outside or inside Um, if we all have to be inside it will work it'll just be a little tighter (laughs) But it's nice that that's even potentially an option because you live in San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yes. you know, otherwise people might be sitting outside in snow and that would be right. bad yes. news bears. No, there's no snow by any means. We're just hoping it's a nice, you know, 60 degree day, essentially. And then my parents um, are staying for what I believe will be the final time at their uh, timeshare in uh, downtown because I think they're still oh, wow. timeshare. So. Uh, yeah, it should be good though. Um, the timeshare is uh, 15 minutes tops, probably more like a 10 minute drive from here, as long as there's not much traffic. So it's a, nice. it's a good place for them to, yeah, yeah definitely. We're really excited. That's going to be great. And Amazon has wrapped a lot of presents for us under the tree, meaning there's just a bunch of presents under the tree that we have not unpackaged. <laughs> <laughs> amazing i love it so much that's so great i'm so jealous that you're gonna get to be with all your family i know it'll just be us for this holiday yeah. season which is normal it's like a lot to travel during the holidays oh and stuff yeah. so yes well that's why we, we tried to convince our family not to do it but it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> not because we didn't want to see them we love seeing them but we're just like it's so it's expensive. Really expensive. There's so many other people traveling. Yes. It's just crazy. Yep. It's also, we've been trying to figure out trips with Ronan, and that's just not happening either because it's just hard to plan anything and figure anything out and, yes. you know, extra complicated. So in the new year, we definitely need to figure that out because we want to start getting him on some trips. So Yes, particularly to San Diego, California. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> on the list (laughs) we'll see what we can figure out so anyways happy holidays everyone no matter what holiday you're celebrating or not celebrating (laughs) if you're not celebrating we still hope that you have a you know great great time (laughs) happy december or, or happy holiday whatever holiday it is that you celebrate yes and we'd love to hear how you celebrate so send us a message you can uh, email us at apt29a at gmail.com or distant distance message us direct message us at apartment29a on instagram <laughs> they're both dm right it works it uh, works just the shosh and i have all this distance oh sadness uh, yep all happy right. holidays love y'all bye everyone thanks for listening <laughs>